families in our city and, and also uh, present the love of Jesus to them as well. And so this is taking place October 7th from 9 in the morning to 12 in the afternoon. And if this is something that you're in, you'd love to be a part of, just see Rich and Hilda. Rich, why don't you stand up or wave your hand, let everybody know who you are. If you'd like to be a part of this, there's, there's opportunity for 45 volunteers, what they've said. Now, we recognize we may not be able to meet that, but maybe we would. Maybe, maybe there's 45 of us who would say, you know what, let's just, let's, just, let's just take this whole thing on. And if that's the case, that would be great. And so just talk to Rich and Hilda right after the service. They'll get you all linked in and all signed up for that. Also want to make you aware, a lot of you don't recognize that as a church, we have some home missions that we support. One of those is the Street Gospel Podcast that Dave, our Balo uh, does on a, on a regular basis. This week, I know Israel Campbell is going to be the guest, and I, that's going to be a good one, and so you want to make sure you tune in for that. But another one of our home missions is uh, Adrian Harris, who operates a BMX ministry around the county here. And, and so this was a home mission originally. We really felt like we wanted to help Adrian reach out to our community. And through the BMX ministry, it's literally uh, opened up doors for him around the world. He's literally traveled around the world using BMX to present the gospel. Well, he just got back from Nairobi, Kenya uh, on a BMX mission trip. And so would you give Adrian a big round of applause? He's going to share a little bit. All right, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. It's good. Uh, I had a great time in uh, Kenya, but it's great to be back on American soil, you know? Um, great time. So I uh, had the opportunity to go on this trip. If you guys might remember uh, myself and Pastor Adam and a, and a couple other pastors from the, uh, the L.A. area. We went, we went to uh, Ghana, West Africa, about seven years ago, I think it was. And uh, had an amazing time up there. We preached at a conference as well as outreaches and discipleship meetings within Ghana there. And, uh, and so seven years later, I'm here in uh, East Africa, which is uh, uh, Kenya. Uh, Kenya. And so went there, got back about a week ago. Um, we went there and ministered at, uh, there were several, we had a, a big event, probably about two to 3,000 people in attendance at the end of, it was called Love Nairobi at the end of the week. But throughout that week, we ministered at schools, uh, four to five schools, four to five outreaches per day. We're doing BMX uh, outreaching and events. And some of these kids, you guys got to remember, this is a third world country. Some of them have never seen uh, BMX bicycle stunts before in their lives. They've never seen it. And so we're doing, you know, basic tricks on the ground and kids are going nuts. They're going wild. They've never seen a backflip. They've never seen 180s or a 360. They've never seen that before. And so this, the simplicity of the gospel, we presented the gospel first. That was, we made a commitment. That's what we're going to do. These were public schools. A lot of kids have heard the gospel, that, but we decided we're going to present the gospel first and, and illustrate how that relates in BMX and how we can have a relationship with God at an early age and at any age. And so we ministered at four to five schools per week. That would be uh, close to, or over 20 schools at the end of that week. Um, and so let me give you just the stats on that. At the end of the week, we had that, that big outreach, which, is, which was about uh, 3,000 people in attendance. They had medical uh, tents set up that we can minister to, uh, not only through the gospel and the word of God, but through medical needs and, and uh, daily needs and things that they needed. And so throughout that outreach, throughout the week, and as well as that, that, uh, that big outreach at the end of the week, we reached uh, about 20,000 people, 15 to 20,000. Amen. 
And uh, we've seen about 10,000 salvations throughout that time. So amazing. That was me ministering at a, uh, giving a, a bike illustration. That was the area we had to work with in every school. We had some places were low ceiling, uh, small area, a little bit smaller than the stage, but we made it work, man. Uh, that was a university. That's called the jump of death right there. And so we got up to, that was about four to five people, depending on the room we had, but we got up to about eight to 10 people that were jumping over. And that was uh, particularly called the jump of death. And we illustrated how Jesus had taken us out of death into life. Amen. And so uh, just once again, to top it off, that was a crew right there. They were called Kubamba, and that was a hype team that we had there. There was a DJ. They played song. And if you've ever been to Africa, you know that they love to dance in Africa. And so they danced for about, probably about 45 minutes. And uh, we had worship. There was thousands of kids, anywhere from 700 kids in one school all the way up to two to 3,000 kids in one school. And so I just want to be the first one to say thank you so much. Uh, for your financial support as well as your moral support. I had people calling me, texting me, saying it's an amazing thing that what we're doing, these kids, these uh, BMX riders were literally from all over the world. I was the only, there, only one there representing California. There was North Carolina, Missouri, Brazil, and we all met up at this one place and we had a, a common uh, cause, and that was the cause of Christ. So thank you so much for ministering. Man. Don't you love what we're a part of? The things that we get to do together is just literally amazing. And I know a lot of times you don't get, you don't get to see Adrian as much as you used to. Well, that's because he got married to Deborah, who attends our North Campus. And uh, they, can't, they can't deal with that. They need her there. So, so that we get Adrian once a month. And so we just ask Adrian to come and share. And uh, just kind of keeping with this theme, you probably noticed there's a, there's a bunch of people wearing uh, Ghana-based Elevate shirts. And uh, the reason we're wearing that is because we have Pastor Eric here in, in attendance today. And we celebrate that. And so you say, hey, I want, a, I want, a, I want an, a Ghana Elevate shirt. We have them available for today only. We have a very limited supply. They're only available today. And if you didn't get one before service, you might have the opportunity. Helen is going to be set up right there in the foyer. You can grab one before you leave. You get a shirt and a handmade bracelet from Ghana that I personally brought back for 20 bucks. And uh, that just covers the cost of, this, uh, of the shirt, but it also uh, makes a little bit of a, a dent in the, in the need there in Ghana. So we just... We just encourage you to get one of those. And every time you wear it, you can think about our brothers and sisters in Ghana. Now, our church, if you've been around here for any length of time, you recognize that we're very uh, involved in missions, missions all over the world. And we have very several key areas that we highlight and that we talk about and that, we, uh, that we're very involved with. And if you've been here for any length of time, you recognize that Ghana is one of those places. This, Ghana is a place that we've taken teams to. How many people in this room today have traveled to Ghana, West Africa as a, as, as a part of a team? You just look around and you can, you can see there's dozens of people right here in this congregation that have traveled and actually stepped foot on the ground in Ghana that have seen what what we're involved with there. And, and I recognize that if you're just coming, you've never been to Ghana, you hear us talking about Pastor Eric and, and the ministry that we're involved in every time we open a church there, or every time they host a conference that we're helping pastors attend, 
Or every time there's a need, that special need in Ghana, you hear us talking about, about the ministries there, and we talk about Pastor Eric. But if you've never seen him, or you've never, you never, you never had face-to-face contact with him, it's just another name. But we had the opportunity uh, to bring Pastor Eric here to be with us. And we just felt like it would just be so special for our church to be able to put a face with a name. So that you recognize that Pastor Eric is not just some, some ambiguous name that we discuss, but it's a real person that we have genuine relationship with. Pastor Eric is a hero to me. I know he's a, he's a hero to, to Pastor Carl, and we've had the opportunity to work in tandem with the ministries in Ghana based on relationship that we have with Pastor Eric. And it's not just a, it's not just a ministry relationship. We consider it a family relationship. And so it's our privilege and honor to have Pastor Eric here this morning, and we've asked him to come and bring the word and minister to us today. So can we give a big, well, a big elevate welcome to Pastor Eric as he comes this morning to minister? Well, good morning to all of you, and thank you for coming. Such a privilege to be here, and I'm so blessed to the extent that I'm embarrassed. I see all the honor that you do me. In our balance, we say, you do me good. And so thank you for having me. Thank you, Pastor Carl, Pastor Adam, the rest of the staff, the church, the Elevate crew, everybody. I'm so, so, so grateful from my family and I, the churches in Ghana, the uh, ministers, everybody. We say thank you for your continuous presence. Elevate is always present. And like I say, always, you make things happen. So thank you, and the Lord bless you. I want to spend uh, a little time to attempt to minister to you, and I pray that by the end of the day, your blessings would go up, things would change, and whatsoever has been a hindrance to you over the years, today, we bring an end in Jesus' name. Amen. Can somebody give a clap offering to the Lord? Come on. One of the uh, things that I, I have gone through and tried to learn, probably understand as well, is all about the good news or the gospel. And I used to wonder why people would want to preach, for instance. It was uh, such a big thing for me. Whilst in high school, we used to, I mean, disturb all the groups that had, uh, like they have representation in the, in the schools, they worship and they praise the Lord and preach. So it was fun to just mess around with them. And anytime they had ministry, we just go turn off the lights, pour water on the floor, so that the preacher would fall. And it was fun for us those days. And then one day, Probably out of anger, one of the leaders of that ministry said, 
you guys will preach the gospel. And we just laughed over it and went out. But looks like he got it right. <laughs> and today, I'm here. Thank God he never poured water over me. You know, the, the vicarious sacrifice of the Lord Jesus brought about tremendous blessings to the world. Tremendous blessings. And some scriptures that have amazed me over the years, I picked five of them and I want to share them with you this morning. I pray that you will get blessed. Amen. The Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 16, he said, for you see, even though I proclaim the good news, I can't take credit for my labors, for I'm compelled to fulfill my duty by completing this work. It would be agony to me if I did not constantly preach the gospel. Because I'm a traditionalist, I used to like the King James Version that says, woe unto me if I fail to preach the gospel. And my question used to be, what is it that compels somebody like that to make such statements? That it's like all his life he has to preach the good news of the Lord. He never met Jesus. Only through Revelation did he have an insight into who he was. And so what is it that was compelling him? And then you go through and realize that as Jesus suffered for our, as our substitute, and to our advantage, he gave us this magnificent gospel. So I'm going to go through five of that, and let's see what's going to happen. My first point is, this gospel is a gospel of trust. It is trust entrusted to anyone who is willing to avail themselves of his numerous benefits. In 1 Timothy 1, 11, the Bible says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. This statement, the glorious gospel of the blessed God, it ministered to me so much to the extent that I began to get a lot of revelation out of the blessings that are in the gospel and why probably we fail to take advantage of all of them. The good news or the gospel is so valuable, so, so valuable that we cannot just preach it anyhow or just do what we want with it. Amen? It is so valuable. And we cannot leave things to chance. That is why the apostle says it is a gospel committed to his trust. I look at it this way. Probably you have a dad on his way out in his old age. And then he gives you a document that says, Probably this is a copy of my will. Would have been good for me to be out before it is read. But 
You can read it now. This is who I am. This is what I have. And this is what I'm giving you. So your dad entrusts you with that document. And you must see it as something really valuable because in it will be your inheritance. Amen? It's the same thing with the gospel. So we do not do things anyhow. We intentionally, deliberately elect and select people that we can trust with what God has given us. Are you with me? And when we give it to them, we know for sure that one day it would impact their lives to the extent that they will start to minister that gospel. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 2, the apostle Paul writing to Timothy, his son, in the faith, he said, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same committed thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. So we are in the business of raising men and women who are faithful. And when we entrust the gospel to them, we know that when we are out of here, that gospel will still be preached. Souls will be, still be saved. The blessings of God will continue. And many things, unprecedented things will begin to happen. This gospel is life. Are you around? This gospel is life. It's so valuable. So valuable. That is why all over the world, the word of God is being preached. People are being saved. There's no reason why we would have to doubt that did our ministry have an impact. Yes, it does have an impact. Sometimes you may not notice it immediately, but it does have an impact. It may take years, it may take days, it may take months. It doesn't really make any difference. The difference is that that will impact people's lives, no matter where it is preached. Can I have an amen? No matter where it is preached. So, it is entrusted to those who are important in God's plan. Are you familiar with that? You are important in God's plan. And so that gospel is entrusted to you. And you see it as something credible. As we make disciples, we value them. Because they are the ones who do the things that we have been unable to do. The next generation will prosper if Jesus does not come only because of the gospel. Amen. My second point is this gospel is at work because God himself is within it. Otherwise, it would have failed. Many over the years have tried to bring down the gospel. History tells us so many things, so many attempts that have been made to put down the gospel. But it never happens. Why? Because God himself is right there. It's so, it's so interesting that 
what we are doing is the right thing. Is the right thing. Growing up, you probably have other interests. But when this gospel gets to you, that's all you will see. That's all you will know. That's all you'll be interested in. Of course, we have many other interests. I love soccer. My team just lost. Makes me angry. At the end of the day, I fall back on the gospel. This is the joy of the Lord. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13, and for some reason, since I've been here, my team has been losing. Probably because of Drew. <laughs> Philippians 2.13. The Bible says, God will continually revitalize you. Or for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God. It is God. He is the one implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. He is the one. He is at work. It is God. Somebody say with me, for it is God. It is God. He's doing something remarkable in your life. You see, as you sit here this morning, the substance of God is working in you. And it's prompting you towards some good stuff. Things you never think you would do, they are the ones you do. Good things. And you are fulfilling the will of God. Without realizing it, you are actually in God's plan. He sees you as the one who must reach out to a certain group of people in a certain place, in a certain time. It is you. So we acknowledge that it is God. The gospel is all about him. He is the one, the architect. No wonder the scriptures are the blueprint of our ministry. Same thing. Same thing. We have a big vision prompting us is the Lord. He places within your spirit that huge vision. Sometimes you wonder, how can I accomplish that? Because it's basically impossible with you. But when God comes in, then he makes it possible. We do things that are amazing, things that are remarkable because of the gospel. That is the major influence. And you know how God works with us and in us, bringing life to many people. If we don't take time, pride legs around the corner. And then we make the mistake of thinking it is us. But it's nothing to do with us. We are just vessels. And when you avail yourself, it is unthinkable what the Lord will do with you. He will do it through the gospel. The same gospel. The same gospel. It is remarkable. 
and the words are gone. Note that it is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So the excellency of the power is attributed only to God. God alone. All the glory to God. Only God. So let us avail ourselves as we go through our teachings and our lessons and our preachings and our ministries here, that each and every one will be ready, knowing very well that we are just instruments in the hands of a big God. Amen. Hallelujah! Yeah. Instruments in the hand of a big God. And he will do great things with us. No wonder the apostle said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. He recognizes that it is not him, but the power of God working through him. Amen. My third point this morning is that this is a gospel of power. This is a gospel of power. In the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16, the apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God, Unto salvation to everyone who believes. All God needs you to do is to be a believer. That's it. You know, you can belong to the meek and lowly camp, but our gospel has power in it. Are you around? I said, our gospel has power. It is not an empty gospel. You know why? There are demons to cast out. Hmm. There are obstacles of life that must be dealt with. There are addictions that we must uproot. There are some rough places that must be made smooth. Some mountains must come down. It doesn't come down only with talking. It comes down with the power of the living God. That is why our gospel has power. Let your faith stand in the power of God. Always. Always. Don't ever limit God to think that something cannot be done or should not be done when it is necessary that must be done. If you have no idea what to do, go to God. It is his gospel. Are you around? Yeah. I said it is his gospel. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have to learn to use the authority in the name of Jesus. If something must change, let it change. Don't give in to anything. One of the things I learned from Pastor Carr many years ago <laughs> is to say no when you have to say no. I used to tolerate many things. He taught me how to say no. 
So, in the same way, I said no to diseases. It's a big no. It cannot happen. Because I operate in the power of God. It's not possible. You know, right here, sitting in front of me is Kerry. Uh, 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 I always say, even though I never told her, she is my miracle. Maybe you don't understand. But when we got to know that she wasn't doing well, we stood in prayer for her. And I just knew. I just knew. Nobody told me, but I just knew. I said, I just knew. I just knew. And I appreciate her from far. Because there, right there, is my miracle. God can give you a miracle if you want. If you are ready for one, right now, he's going to give you a miracle. Are you ready? Because he's always ready. The power of God keeps flowing. never stops. Beloved, do not shy away from demonstrating God's power. If something must be done, let's do it. To man, it's impossible. But to our God, come on. Come on. We serve the living God. Oh, yes. We serve the living God. I remember a couple of years ago, my wife was almost gone. And I said, Lord, do something. Lord, do something. And then I heard a voice say, you do something. I said, hmm? Let me hold on for that one. So I did something. The fourth point is, this gospel has many U-turns. So many of them. On his way to Damascus, to go and cause havoc to the church, <laughs> the Lord made somebody called Saul of Tarsus. He made him turn around. That was a big U-turn. He received fresh orders to go around, turn around and help the people, the very people he was intending to murder. He made a U-turn and brought us this message about the gospel. In Acts 26, verse 18, he says, that message of the gospel, the purpose of that was to open the eyes of the unbelievers and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto the power of God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You know what? The gospel will open your eyes to reality. This gospel will open your eyes to see where you are wrong. That you make a quick U-turn 
Otherwise, you go down the highway of life. For years, no change. You have to make that turn. You have to make that turn. God will open your eyes to see that you are headed in the wrong direction. Probably you are doing something that is untoward. And then you come to church. And then the minister, as if he lives in your house, tells you exactly what is going on. So you're going this way. When you hear that message, you turn around, you go that way. That's a big U-turn. Many of us have made a lot of U-turns in our lives. And it has become necessary. Every day, you must be ready to take that turn. Isn't the gospel fantastic? God will speak to you through your ministers. He'll speak to you through the people who are involved in helping you. And when you hear that voice, you know the Lord is talking to me. The Lord has been speaking to me. You turn around and you'll be the better for it. God be praised. My last point this morning is that this is the gospel of life. The gospel of life. The gospel of life. The words of this gospel has the life and spirit of God embedded within it. So Jesus said in John 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Also in 2 Timothy 1.10, it says life and immortality are brought to light through the gospel. So it's all about the life of God. Listen, as you hear the scriptures, sometimes just being read. Whatever is dying or is dead in your body comes back to life. It's amazing how God works. A dead relationship, if that couple find themselves in church, by the time they are gone, that relationship comes back to life. The only son of the widow of Nain, the mom was devastated because she had lost one son, only son. And then they meet in him was life. He knows what's going on. Touches the coffin. And that life is transferred from him into that boy's body. That guy comes back to life. Do you know that there is healing and deliverance also in the same gospel? So we are dealing with something truly remarkable. Exciting. A blessing indeed. No wonder it is not just thrown about. It is entrusted to faithful men and women who will go forth and preach it because it must be preached. The good news must be heard. God spoke these words in Psalm 107 verse 20. He said, be healed. And we were healed. 
delivered from death's open door. Maybe you are here this morning as a minister certain things in your life are not where they should be. When it comes to life I received a mandate from the Lord in the book of Acts chapter 5 verse 20. He said, go stand in the temple and take the words, all the words of his life. And the Lord demonstrated that to me personally. Maybe you've not heard my testimony. I don't have too much time to talk about that. But that life can be manifested right here, right now, through the same gospel. When something is dying and we get in contact with it, it must live. It must have life because we are filled with the fullness of God. That brings life to everything. Maybe you wonder, I, I, I intentionally took, it took me about three or four years. I tested out what this means, what the life of God means. And I realized that it is not only for us, for eternity alone. But right now, we have the nature of God. Living within you right now is that nature of God. As I speak to you, now, if there's something wrong in your body, pain in your body, sickness in your body, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, we will deal with it today. And you go home delivered, free, in the name of Jesus. That name is awesome. From the gospel, like I said, our gospel has power. It is not a cheap gospel. It is not powerless. It is not something we speak about and think about later. No. The Lord will heal your body today. If there's an addiction with you, come on. Nothing before the Lord. When hands are laid on you in a few minutes, you'll be free. Because our gospel has power. What would it, take, would it take for us to talk about this beautiful gospel? He said he sent forth his word. It healed and delivered them from their destructions. Whatever is with you that is wearing you away today. There's a song that is called Killing Me Softly. <laughs> I don't want you to be killed softly. Let's demonstrate the power of God so that you can take your healing home. Enjoy the benefits of this beautiful gospel. The gospel that we preach has life. Life. It's so powerful. One day, I was meditating on the scriptures and the Lord told me, open, there's a book, there was a book in front of me. So, I said, open that book. And the book was already open. So I thought, am I hearing right? He said, flip through the pages. And when I turned my hand, without touching the book, the pages were flipping. I said, God, what is this? He said, I'm showing you that my unction is with you right in your hand. 
I said, wow, I never knew. I had no idea that God could work like that. So I kept flipping the pages. And he said, with that, you turn people's lives around for the better. So without taking any more time, this morning, if you are here and there's something wrong with you, just come on. Come around. Rise up to your feet. Any disease in your body, any sickness, any challenges you are dealing with, any pain, any problems, let's deal with it. Because God, it is God. He makes all the difference. Our God makes all the difference. That is why we preach the gospel. Why would you want to talk so much and nothing happens? Probably it's such a waste of time. But we have the ability, thanks be to God, to demonstrate God's power. And you go forth today, healed, delivered, blessed, so thankful, so grateful that God is working in you. For it is God. Don't you forget that. For it is God. He is working in you. He is working in you. He's bringing more life to you. Bringing more life to you. He's working. God is at work. And today he will do you good. Lift up your hands with me. Come on. Just say thank you to the Lord for healing your body. I can see arthritis being healed. Pain in your body. Pain in your body. Get out, you false spirit. You don't belong here. These are the people of God. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You have no right to live in them. Go. 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 Get out now. Get out. Pain in your body. If your eyes are being a challenge for you, just lay your hands on your eyes. If your knees, just lay your hands on your knees. We are rebuking every spirit of pain right now. Right now. I command every pain to leave your body. Stomach pain. Pain in the leg, pain in the head. Pain everywhere. Out now. Out. The people of God do not want you. You cannot be here. We are more than conquerors. You cannot be here. So there you go. There you go. Foul spirit. Cancer in your body. Today, we are ending that story. In the name of Jesus, we are ending that story. Now, we command that cancer to die. Right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. I give you praise, Lord. For it is your life that you have given unto us and we transfer to your people. Bless the Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. I worship you and I give you praise. I transfer your life. I transfer your life into them right now. Right now. Rekindle that fire. 
rekindle that fire in the name of Jesus. Rekindle that fire, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. I give you praise, more life to them. I infuse the life of God right now. More life, surpassing life, immeasurable life, incredible life. Yes, Lord. More life to them. Everywhere they go, your word says you have life. You have given us life much more abundantly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise and I honor you. Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful gift that you blessed me with life eternal. Life eternal. Life eternal. In the name of Jesus, life eternal. Life. More than life. More than life. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. You bring us life. Come on, give me a hand. God, you are wonderful. Thank you. I give that life to him now. That gifts that you gave unto me, I transfer to them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that life, beautiful life, the life of God. It's unbelievable. That life brings healing to us. It brings recovery of sight to us in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Gives us life, unbelievable life. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, unbelievable life. Yes. Yes. Nothing in us will be destroyed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nothing in our lives will be destroyed. You saved us from our destructions. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for saving us. Ending every destruction in our body. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every destruction in our body, you have ended it all. It's all gone. It's all gone. In the name of Jesus. It's all gone. Thank you. Bless the Lord, I give you praise. Oh, yes. It's all gone. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your life. Your life. Your life in us. Oh, yes. Thank you. I give you praise. I honor you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you.
alive in Christ. We are alive in Christ Jesus. We are alive in Christ Jesus. In Him we live and move and have our being. We are alive in Jesus. We are alive. We are alive in Jesus. We are alive in Jesus. What a joy it is to be your servant, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. We are alive in Jesus. We are alive in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are alive. We have life now. We are alive now. We are alive now. Alive in Jesus. Oh, desire to We are alive in Jesus. We are alive in Jesus. I want you to just lift up your hands to the Lord and say with me, I'm alive in Jesus' name. Say that again, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. In Jesus' name. I'm alive. I'm alive. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. grateful for this gospel. It's the power to save. Maybe you're here today, you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You've heard Pastor Eric 
talking about this gospel and how powerful and how freeing and the U-turns and all of the possibilities with the gospel, but you, you've never experienced that good news in your life. Today's a great day to give your life to Jesus. The good news of the gospel is that you're a sinner. You've failed. We've all made mistakes. We've all failed miserably before a perfect God, but God loved us so much that he made a, a possible a way possible for us to be made right again. He sent his son Jesus into this world who lived a perfect life and then gave himself up as God in the flesh, allowed, us, allowed himself to be crucified on a cross, shed his blood, and that blood was a sacrifice worthy to forgive our sins. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I want my sins to be washed clean. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be made right with God. If that's you today, this gospel, this good news is available to you. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Anyone at all in this room, just lift your hand. Let me see. I'd love to pray with you today. Anyone at all today, you say, I want, I want the power of this gospel in this life. And you'd say, that's me. I want to give my life to the Lord. Anyone at all, anyone at all, all over this room, all over this room. God, we thank you today. We thank you that anything is possible. And we thank you, Lord, that we're going to hear reports and testimonies of, of healings and deliverance, Lord, that's transpired right here, right now at this altar. Lord, we walk out of this place free. We leave this place full of, full of hope, God. We leave this place delivered. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the gospel. And Lord, it's something we're not ashamed of. We're going to tell our neighbors about it. We're going to tell our coworkers about the gospel. We're not going to hide it. Lord, we're going to live it out, God, right in front of everyone that we live and do life with. We thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray every person in this room, Lord, as they leave this auditorium today, they leave blessed. They leave, Lord God, with the Spirit of God, with the joy of the Lord, with the peace that passes understanding. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's pray for Pastor Eric. Can we do that? Where's he at? Where's he at? I know he's somewhere. He's right there. He's right there. Come on. Reach your hands. Just come on. You lay hands on Pastor Eric. He represents, he represents so many people. He's got a wonderful family. He's got wonderful brothers and sisters that, are, that he leads as pastors all throughout Ghana. There's churches that are accountable to him. He's got a lot on his plate. He carries a lot of responsibility. And we want to we want we want to carry we want to lift some of that weight off of him today. Can we just pray for him? Come on, let's intercede for him. Ask the Lord to bless him, his family, his ministry, everything he puts his hands to. God, we thank you for Pastor Eric DeFour, God. Lord, this faithful man that's been serving you faithfully, Lord, for, for decades, Lord. Not for a short time, but for decades. He's continued to serve you, God. And I pray, Lord God, that the dreams and the and the vision he has for the nation of Ghana, Lord, I pray that he would see it come to pass, Lord. I pray, Lord, for disciples and, and, and laborers to raise up around him, Lord God, that will help him, Lord God, in the vision that's in his heart, Lord. We pray for the nation of Ghana. We pray for our churches in Ghana, Lord, that you'd raise them up, God. Lord, bring them into prominence, Lord. Give them opportunity, God. Give them authority in that land, Lord. I pray for Pastor Eric and his family, Lord. Lord, for his children, God, for his sons, Lord, and, and his daughters, Lord, his grandchildren, Lord. I pray, Lord God, the same legacy, Lord, that's on him, Lord. I pray it be passed on to his children and his children's children, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We look forward to the great reports 
coming out of the nation of Ghana, Lord, of the great revival that they're seeing in that land. And we give you praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Can we do that? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. Maybe today, maybe God's put on your heart. You want to you bless Pastor Eric with a love offering. You want to you give to him, give to his ministry. You're, you're more than able to do that. We have our, our, our offering boxes in the back, and there's envelopes behind the chairs. You can also give on the app. But if you want to bless Pastor Eric, we're going to bless him. We're going to take care of him. And if you'd like to be a part of that, you're welcome to do that. Also, grab your shirt on the way out. Hang out in fellowship. Put your arms around Pastor Eric. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless you guys.